Welcome to the OA Light a Candle Meeting podcast. Visit our website at oalaig.org, where you will find several speaker feeds with over 800 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. The opinions expressed on the Light a Candle podcast are those of individual OA members and do not represent OA as a whole. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Donnie. Hello, everybody. My name is Donnie, and I have many issues with food. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I always get so nervous to lead. I don't know if that has gotten better or worse since we've been virtual, and it certainly has gotten worse now that I know I'm being recorded. So <sighs> I'm just going to ask God to guide me and, you know, download the information that needs to be shared straight to my brain out my mouth. So, um, yeah. So, uh, first off, Welcome to all the newcomers or the returnees and congrats on all the chip takers and all the birthdays. Um, I just realized last night as I was checking with my sponsor that um, I just had a birthday, a three-year birthday. Um, now, I don't know if it was the March 15th, March 17th or March 21st, but honey, it don't matter because we don't pass all the dates and here we are and I'm here. So um, yeah, I guess to qualify, I've been in program now for three years. Um, oh, I want to share a photo because I feel as though this perfectly illustrates sort of my journey in OA and my food issues. So let me pull this picture up, share my screen, and share. Bam. So Yes, these are my food issues and this is how it manifests. Um, on the left, my top weight was 320 pounds. This was uh, circa 2006, 2007. I remember taking this photo, which you can't see that's cropped out of the photo was like a big old, I don't even wanna call it a plate, honey, a platter of sushi. And I remember thinking when I saw this picture, I'm like, oh, I look so skinny, honey, I, I had no idea. Um, and on the right-hand side is my lowest weight or you know, kind of my lowest weight. Um, I think that was 170 pounds. Um, and in this picture, I was over-exercising. I was exercising up to five hours a day. Um, I also was on the cusp of, I was like a couple drunken nights away from uh, the beginning of a meth addiction. So honey, I'm from one end of the spectrum to the other. And that is how uh, you know my disease manifests. Um, and right now my current weight is I think 186 or 187. So, um, and also my lowest weight was when I checked into rehab, 170 pounds. So, um, yeah, it's a lot. And I can go, you know, like I said, one extreme or the other. Whew. So, I do belong. Did I mute myself? Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, let me hone in on the food stuff because I belong to a plethora of 12-step fellowships and honey, they just all start to merge after a while. So food issues, food. Um, yeah, what it was like, what happened, what it's like now. So I'm originally from Ocala, Florida. Every time I say I'm from Florida, people are like, oh, I love Miami. I'm like, oh no, honey, I'm from Ocala, Florida. It's like North Central, it's practically Georgia. And um, yeah, I grew up there, single mom. Um, you know, I mean, this is an outside issue, but I also go to therapy, which has been very beneficial in my um, 
in my recovery and what I learned is that like I had a lot of trauma. I'm not a compulsive overeater because I had trauma, but it certainly in retrospect was a way for me to manage a lot of the crazy things that were going on in my life. So my mom was a type one diabetic. She had her own food issues and uh, we were poor growing up. She was a single mom. My dad was an addict. He wasn't in the picture. Um, so what happened? One of my earliest food memories was, I remember <laughs> my, I don't know why I'm laughing. Uh, my mom was in a diabetic coma and I like called 911 and, and the paramedics came. And I, I remember like trying to let the paramedics in. And I guess I had a box of like fruity pebbles or cocoa pebbles or something. And um, as the paramedics like finally came in and started tending to my mom, I just remember like shoving cereal in my mouth. So much so to the point to where the paramedic was like, oh, you, uh, you like your, your cereal, huh? Um, what are some other crazy food memories? I remember I begged my mom that I wanted to play football. I don't know, I wanna play football, honey. I wanted to play football. So she signed me up for Little League and um, there was a weight limit. It had to be 80 pounds. I was in the second grade and I was 85 pounds. So I remember after one of my practices, I got in the car with my mom. I'm like, mom, can we go to Long John Silver's? And she said, oh no, honey, you gotta lose weight. You gotta go on a diet for a little bit so you can play football. Um, what else? I used to steal <laughs> Debbie snack cakes and eat them and then put the wrappers in the couch cushions because I thought they would just disappear. Uh, and my mom would find them and be like, you know, is this yours? And I'm like, mm -mm, mm -mm, not mine. She's like, really? Because it's just you and I here. And I know I didn't do it. So are you sure it wasn't you? And I swore it wasn't me. Um, let's see. So I remember food. So in middle school, I think is when the food thing really kind of got out of hand. Oh, by the way, I did like a commercial diet around middle school age. It was the Atkins diet, which by the way, like keto's coming around getting all this rage on it. That's the, that's the Atkins diet. That's just the same diet recycled around. Anyway, I digress. Um, I did that, lost a whole bunch of weight, gained it back, lost a bunch of weight, gained it back. And this is when I'm like, I don't know, 14, 15. So I'm in middle school and I just remember getting bullied a lot. I remember uh, getting bullied for like, being gay, for being half black, and food was definitely a way to, um, you know, comfort me. So let's see, fast forward. So fast forward to 19, I'm 19, 20, 21. Um, I'm working as a nurse now. And I remember I was working the night shift as a nurse. And I remember at this time, I just remember thinking, you know, I just have to lose weight. Like all of these issues I'm having, it, I'm a skinny man trapped in a, a chunky boy's body. I just have to lose weight. Everything will be better. So I remember getting off of work one day and um, it's like 7 a.m. I worked the night shift and um, I said, you know what? That's it. Today's the day. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get skinny. That's it. So I remember going to the store, buying all these groceries and I got on a diet and I lost weight. I got on the Atkins diet again, lost, I don't know, maybe about a hundred pounds in 10 months. Um, I remember I was turning 21 at that time and I still wanted to go to the club and turn up. So what I would do is I would bring Mio, sugar-free Mio and I'd get vodka and water. Um, uh, we're now we're bleeding into another program, but anyway, you know, I was always trying to diet and like manage, uh, you know, having fun in the world, but also like trying to be skinny. Right. So what happened all oh, around this time, then I become a zoom instructor. So I'm teaching classes and I'm losing like all this weight. And then I get to the point where people are like, whoa, <laughs> you're getting too skinny. You might need to gain a little weight. So then I'm like getting high off of that. Um, 
I remember like I was, you know, before I lost all the weight, I was at like a three X pushing a four XL shirt. And then I remember going to the store and putting on a small and it fit. And I was like, Oh, let me keep going. I'm going to get an extra small, you know, just like loving it, just loving it. Um, What happened? So what happened was uh, this is like 2010, 2011. I had a bunch of deaths in the family back to back. My grandparents died um, back to back about a month apart. And then three or four months later, my mom passed away. And um, in retrospect, what I could not see then, I can see so clearly now is that I turned to food. I started gaining all the weight back, but then I also turned to alcohol and drugs. So um, yeah, I was eating myself out of house and home, gained all the weight back and then some. I was also drinking heavily, using drugs. And I remember uh, I had a little issue with my nursing license that was drug related. So I said, you know what? I've been wanting to go to LA. I used to come out to LA as a kid for acting, like for pilot season. And um, that was always like my goal was to come back back to LA, but I couldn't really, because I was always taking care of my mom. My mom was getting sick. So after she passed and when I had that little issue with my nursing license, I was like, you know what? I'm going to LA. Everything will be better once I pull a geographic and I bounce out of here. Florida's the problem. (laughs) What I didn't know then that I know now that I hear everybody say, honey, I took myself with me. Okay. So I come to LA and I think, oh, perfect. LA, everyone's so health conscious. I'm going to get on a diet again. I'm going to jump right back on the horse. It's going to be fine. And that is what happened. I got on a diet again. I lost a bunch of weight. I became a Zuba instructor. Then I uh, got hired at a gym. I started like teaching all these classes. And then I got like skinnier and in better shape than I had before. So I'm like, oh yeah, see, Florida was the problem. I just had to get to LA, right? Um, So then I get like, you know, to a healthy weight, probably a little on the skinny side. Oh, this is where I introduce over-exercising. Wait, I'm forgetting something important. I'm all over the place because I'm nervous, so bear with me. Um, oh, I'm missing an important piece of the pie. No pun intended. So my bottom line abstinence is no binging and no purging. And then my food plan within that is that I eat three meals, two optional snacks, and I try to keep it kind of on the paleo side, like eliminating grains and flour, all that, you know, whole, whole, uh, whole foods, if you will. So um, as I was on this, like, you know, second or third go around of trying to lose weight after I moved to LA, I discovered binging and purging. And it started off kind of as an accident. Like I went out one night, got super drunk, ate like a whole pizza to myself, felt sick. I was like, oh God, like laying in bed, tossed and turning. I said, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll throw up. I hate throwing up by the way. I'm like, but I'm drunk. I'm not going to mind it. And then I'll feel better. I can go to sleep. So I throw up, boop. And it hit me like, oh, wait a second. So like, I got to eat this whole pizza and it's kind of like, I really didn't eat it because I just like threw up, perfect. Um, So I did that for a while, maybe two or three months. I used that to supplement my cheat days, right? So I'd be on a diet and then if I cheated here, I'm like, it's okay, I can just like drink a bunch of water, make myself throw up. (laughs) It'll be like, it never happened. Um, And after a few months, I was like, you know what? This might not be the healthiest thing. Um, Let me just stick to like drinking and drugs and eating a lot, but let me take out the, (laughs) let me take out the binging and purging because that's overdoing it. So, okay, yeah, so now I'm teaching Zumba and I'm like, great, I'm teaching all these classes. I start over-exercising at this point because I'm like getting high off of it, right? I'm teaching like a fitness class here, then I'm going to this gym. And I remember at that time thinking like, wow, like 
here I am, the chubby boy eating a platter of sushi, been fat my whole life. And now I'm like a fitness instructor. Like, honey, I was loving life. So I think everything's great. And then what happens? Introduce stage left or right. I still don't know how that works. An addiction of crystal meth. Honey, it was downhill from there. So that was the... uh my life kind of got lost in that from 20 May of 2015 to when I got sober and clean in October of 2017. So, you know, throughout that time, I'm addicted to math. I'm using it like every day and I'm not eating, you know, and I'm like crackhead skinny. I'm loving it. Um, I remember checking into rehab and them saying, okay, your weight is 170 pounds. <laughs> I remember thinking, oh, yes, like I look good. Um, so what happened? So I get to rehab in Florida, 30 day inpatient program. And, you know, the main objective was like, don't use crystal meth or drugs, but, you know, like let's eat because you need to gain weight and who cares about the food. And I remember thinking in rehab, telling the like nutritionist, I was like, oh, you know, I kind of have like some food issues, FYI. I didn't really have the vernacular then, but I knew kind of my food was off. And she's like, yeah, well, for you, let's just focus on, I'm just remembering this. She was like, yeah, for you, let's just focus on intuitive eating. And I'm like, oh, okay, sure. You know, whatever she says. Well, honey, my intuition was to eat whatever I wanted. Um, I remember they had like this, it was a nice rehab. Not that I have anything to compare it to, but you know, I enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> they had like this 24 hour like snack cafe and like it almost looked like a cooler and a convenience store. You could just get whatever you wanted. And I remember one day having an incredibly emotional day and the thought came to mind, you know what? I'm going to go eat a bunch of food and then I'm going to throw it up. And as I'm running down to the cafeteria to get my food, that's when it hit me like, oh wait, this uh, bulimic thing has come back in the picture. And now it's on a whole new level because now I'm doing it to manage my emotions. So Let's see. So I come back to LA, I get established, I'm sober. I'm, you know, I was like rock bottom building from the ground up and um, going to a ton of 12 step meetings, AA, NA, all of that. And I'm like, okay, like this 12 step thing is cool, makes total sense. Um, and then a friend of mine said, oh, like you have food, you know, we go way back, but um, my friend said, oh, you know, I go to OA. Maybe you'd be interested in that. I'm like, oh, cute. I have food issues, like, sure. And like, I'm so good at recovery by now, you know, I'm like six months over. So, yeah. So I go to OA and of course, right away, you know, um, know that I fit in and I qualify and I identify with everything everyone's saying. And I remember my friend saying, um, after I'd gone to a few meetings, like, why don't you get a sponsor? And I remember being pissed that she said that, how dare you say I need a sponsor? I don't need a sponsor. You need to mind your own business. I got my food under control. I will say, fortunately, I had enough recovery after a few days to think, hmm, maybe I should explore that because why am I so willing in other programs, but not this? So I said, okay, let me quit playing games. Let me try to get a sponsor. So I get a sponsor, really amazing sponsor. I tell her all my business, right? I'm telling her everything, what I'm doing with food, that I'm binging and purging, all of it. I'm like, you know, honesty is the best policy. Secrets make you sick, right? That's what they teach you. So, um, I remember having a conversation with her and saying, yeah, you know, I feel the best when I eat paleo and when I eat whole foods and blah, 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 blah. And she's like, okay, great. Well, like, let's start recording your food. And why don't we make that the goal starting tomorrow? Like you'll focus on, you know, eating paleo, if you will. Well, at this time I'm working as an assistant. So I'm on set, right? 
And uh, on set, they brought like, it was snack time. So they bring all these vegan uh, stuff because a lot of the crew was vegan. So they have vegan sandwiches, vegan soups, vegan cookie, all this stuff. And I remember looking at the food and saying, yeah, 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 actually I'm supposed to be vegan. So let me get all of this stuff. So I'm gonna start loading up my plate. And I remember thinking too, I'm like, plus Beyonce went vegan. And, you know, what would Beyonce do? So I get all this food, I eat all this vegan food. And like the end of the night, I'm like sending my food to my sponsor. I'm like, I got this OA thing unlocked. Like, I'm really so good at this. And, uh, you know, send my food to my sponsor. The next day my sponsor goes, okay, great. So I would just like to, um, you know, maybe present to you that by morning you wanted to be paleo and now at night uh, you wanted to be vegan. Um, what do you think about that? And that's when it hit me like, oh, wow, I really just played myself. I really, um, I really tricked myself good. So maybe I don't have this food thing under control. And that's when I started um, you know, I, I think that's when I started a conscious decision of like completely surrendering and being like, okay, you tell me what I'm supposed to do. Cause clearly, uh, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. So that's when my quickly, I've pretty much been on that same food plan for the last three years. And, um, yeah, so that started, I guess, what it's like now. So very quickly, my sponsor's also in AA. So um, we started working the steps right away. And we would go through like the big book, then we would go through the AA 12 and 12. And then we would turn right around and go through the OA 12 and 12. And, um, you know, I was like motivated. I'm very motivated by like doing it right and structure. And, um, you know, like I wanted to be a good student. So I really threw myself in. And I remember, oh God, my fourth step and my fifth step, somewhere in there, um, wherever you talk about the sex stuff, ooh, I had a lot of sex stuff as a math addict, you know, and that, honey, I just remember talking to her for months about that. Like literally we would meet up multiple times a week and like, you know, I'd read my step work. And I just remember thinking at one point, like she's gonna, she's going to quit me. She's going to fire me because we have been talking about my sexual history for about 29 years. Um, yeah. So that a big change happened there when I started listing out all of that stuff and like really taking inventory of all the stuff I had done. Um, what else? Another big change happened, um, in step six and seven with character defects. I, I feel like my fact checking is awful on this somewhere in there six and seven, <laughs> character defects, right? Um, and I just remember so vividly the part where I'm completely gonna butcher this, but something along the lines of, you know, true humility is not thinking we're, they didn't say this, not thinking you're the shit, but also not thinking you're a piece of shit, right? And, you know, after I've prayed to my higher power that I choose to call God, after I've, you know, prayed to God to remove you know, whatever behavior or character defect from me, if it pops up again, um, say, oh, there's that thing I'm doing again. Please help me and keep it moving. Not to harp on, oh, I'm such an idiot. I'm sucking at this, which oftentimes is my default, even to this day in recovery. So what else do I want to say? Yeah, then I got to nine. I started making an amends. A lot of it was financial amends that my sponsor from Jump, she was like, we're not even going to wait to do this. Like print out your credit report. Let's go through all this. You know, I mean, again, I was in other programs where it was a bit more destructive. So I had a lot of amends to make. Um, 
Yeah, fast forward to 10th step. 10th step, so today, right now, even in my recovery, I still send my sponsor my food at the end of each day. And um, I send a 10th step every day. And my sponsor has me formatted as A-E-I-O-U-G. Uh, A, was I abstinent? E, e, did I exercise? And again, so much of where I'm at in my recovery is trying to learn how to live in the gray area. So did I, you know, not murder myself with exercise, but did I also, I just said, you know, gray area, not killing myself, but not just doing nothing. Um, A, E, I, what did I do for myself? O, what did I do for others? U, what was left unresolved or unsaid or unmet need? Um, and anytime I don't know what to put for that, I reference page 86 to 88 in the big book where it basically says something along the lines of when we retire at night, we look back on our day and we figure out where where were we selfish, self-seeking, dishonest, all that stuff. Um, that's U, A-E-I-O-U, G, what am I grateful for? And when I format it, I format it like on my phone in my notepad and I try to do it in real time throughout the day, each day. And it is really helpful for me because I'm finding that if there's something that happens throughout the day that is really emotionally charging, I'm like, hmm, let me go ahead and put this in you. So it's an opportunity for me to stop in that moment and make sure I'm not about to say or do something I'm going to have to make an amends for. But it also helps me to like review it at the end of the night, like, oh yeah, that thing when so-and-so said whatever, and I felt some type of way, what is that really coming from, you know, and sometimes I figure it out, sometimes I don't. Um, and it also helps me to, um, oh, with the G, I, I try to start plugging in what I'm grateful for first thing in the morning. So I'll wake up and it'll be something as simple as like, you know, thank, thank God I can see, you know, I'm thankful that I have a healthy, able body. And I find that if I can start getting those basics out first thing in the morning, it helps me to start finding more things to be grateful for throughout the day. My cheeks are getting red, honey. I'm getting flushed. Um, what else do I want to say? What else do I want to say? So I'm doing a 10 step every day. What else do I do? Yeah, you know, I, oh, I also have a sponsee. I oh, forgot hey, that Oh, hey, Donnie. It's yes. 6.05. Perfect. It's 6.05. 10 minutes? Yes. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Okay, so that's good. <laughs> um. I have a sponsee. Oh, no, 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 honey. My sponsor said, it is time for you to sponsor. And I said, okay, great. I will find someone in the food, in the drug program or the alcohol, because that's easy, right? I feel like I'm on the other side of it, you know? But she's like, no, I think you should do it in the food program. I didn't want to do it in the food program because I'm still don't know what I'm doing half the time. How about help somebody else? Because I don't know what I'm doing. But I'm realizing like that's part of the progress, right? Is me not having all the answers, right? Me, you know, working with my sponsee truly does help me, you know, see her stuff, but also see my stuff. So uh, of course, on the other side of it, I'm seeing that it's it's been very helpful, but it's also stressful because I, I feel like I'm not nearly as good of a sponsor to her as my sponsor is to me, but whatever. Um, what else do I wanna say? Yeah, you know, I, I think just the biggest thing for me is that this program teaches me or is teaching me how to, uh, live in the gray area, which for me, as someone who's a compulsive overeater, bulimic, episodes of anorexia, overexercising, I mean, you name it, I know how to live very comfortably in the extremes. And, um, you know, I think too, another thing I want to say is currently right now, life is in session. 
and I've heard other people say this in the program, I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> I still got it all together. No, honey, life is in session for me and it is hard. Um, my food is under control, but I'm noticing like I'm starting to want to act out a little bit in my other programs. I haven't, but um, I feel like OA is really a huge anchor for me. I also want to say too that I, I oftentimes wake up thinking I have it together. I got it. I'm abstinent. Um, but I don't. Case in point, my sponsor said to me a couple months ago, oh, we should start weighing you. Let's do it on the first. We decided once a month, I do it on the first. Cool. I weighed myself January. I was less than I thought. And my sponsor, there's a couple foods I've been playing around with that are on the yellow light list that I should probably give up, but I'm not willing to give up yet. So, cause I was playing around with those foods. My sponsor was, you know, pointing it out to me and I didn't want to hear it. When I saw that I weighed less than I expected, I was like, I don't have to give up those foods. Fast forward to February. I'm even skinnier, honey. Two thoughts I had, which illustrates how crazy I am. The first thought was, yes, perfect. I get to eat more of those foods and my sponsor can't say anything to me. The other thought was, perfect. Yes, let's not eat all those foods because we need to go on a diet and get even skinnier. Cha, three years on the program, working it every day, and I can still very quickly go to, eh. Um, my sponsor oftentimes always says to me, like, your job for today is to be abstinent, to eat foods that nourish you. Your job is to get to a meeting. And your job is to not say or do anything that's going to cause others harm or cause you harm. And, you know, if so, let's try to make an amends as quickly as possible. <sighs> my mouth is dry. I feel like I've been talking so fast and so much. Um, I think that's all I have to say. You know, I guess for the newcomers or people who are still in the beginning, and I guess I'm ultimately saying it to myself too, is that like, I'm constantly evolving and what makes sense yesterday or what doesn't make sense today might make sense tomorrow. I don't know if even what I just said makes sense. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is as I continue to um, evolve in this program, I start to learn more, which is just a trip to me, you know? Um, so I keep coming back and I try to just keep an open mind that like, if I don't understand something or if I'm viewing, you know, if I view this program one way right now, I keep an open mind that um, that's subject to change for the better at any given moment. So I think that's all I have to say. I'm sweating because I'm so nervous. My cheeks are red. And um, yeah, thanks for letting me share. Uh, do we do questions now? Yes, we'll do questions. Thank you so much, Donnie. That's amazing. Um, okay, if you have a question, please go ahead and raise your hand on the reaction at the bottom of the main screen. And I will go ahead and, and call on you. Tom, go ahead. Thank you so much, Donnie. I just wanted to ask you a question, which I hope is not uncomfortable. What is your practice with sexual and romantic stuff uh, in related to your program? Thanks. Oh, man. Is it odd or is it God, honey? So funny you should ask me this. Well, you know, the recommendation was made in the beginning that I, uh, you know, not have sex in the first year of recovery. And um, I had a lot of trauma around, that is what you asked me, right? Around sex? <laughs> Okay, yeah. Um, you know, so I had no problem abstaining. Um, and that's what I did. You know, it really, um, what I saw very quickly in steps four and five was how much, um, 
how many issues I had around sex and love and relationships and, you know, trying to find acceptance and validation, which led me to the, to the drugs and the alcohol and then, you know, body image issues. And am I good enough? And like, plus being gay and being in LA, like it's, it's a hot mess. So, um, I abstained from it, but, uh, you know, currently that is kind of the one that's like popping up that is kind of making me want to act out on. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. Thank you, Donnie. Any other questions? We have about four minutes left. Ben, go right ahead. Um, so you mentioned that your bottom line abstinence is um, no binging and purging. Um, have you ever experienced like a day or two during your three years that you've had more than that, like two snacks um, or like anything like that? And do you still count yourself abstinent? I'm just, I've been struggling with that personally. So. Yes. Good question. I, um, I do. There are days where my food is bigger than other days. There are days when I have an extra snack. Um, you know, my, so short answer, yes. Uh, I also am still abstinent. I, I rely very heavily on my sponsor to help me gauge what my food is and what I'm doing with it. Because, you know, again, so much of where I'm at in my recovery is trying to learn how to live in the gray area. And so much of, so much of what my sponsor is always working on me with is, um, you know, like she even said it to me just the other day. She's like, I want you to like eat, eat a meal because one of my go-tos is when I'm feeling uh, overwhelmed or there's a lot going on, I will micromanage my food and I will try to eat less. To me, subconsciously, I'm not even aware I'm doing it. So um, I feel like that's kind of one of those gray areas that are not really, um, you know, black and white yet that I still rely on my, my sponsor very heavily to help me sort through on any given day. Thank you, Michael. Hey, Donnie, thank you so much. Um, can you talk about your relationship with body image and how that's changed? You know, do you still have old thinking about your body ever? Does that come up? Just would love to hear more, thanks. Yes, oh God. Um, it does, well, you know, if I'm being brutally honest, you know, I think it doesn't come up that much, but now that I'm thinner without trying, which I also think might be stress anyway, um, I do notice that I'm feeling better about myself. So I think for me, um, the biggest thing I've had to work on or the biggest struggle for me has been to just stay the course, even on days when I don't feel great physically, you know, when I'm feeling fat or when I'm feeling so, which happens all the time, by the way. And oftentimes um, it has nothing. What am I trying to say? It has nothing to do with the real world. It has to do with how I'm feeling about myself, my perception of my body, if that makes sense, what I'm saying. So the one thing my sponsor is always saying to me is like, we're going to stay the course. You know, if you've had an extra snack or you had a snack that maybe might not be as clean as you wanted, my knee-jerk reaction is, oh, I had this thing that maybe wasn't the best choice I could make. I'm going to go on a diet tomorrow. I'm going to get skinny. 
So, so much of my, of what my sponsor works on me, works with me on is um, just staying the course and reminding myself that uh, this too shall pass. So the days when I'm not feeling great about myself, um, not doing anything crazy, you know? I don't know if that answered your question. That's all the time we have. Thank you. Great. Thank you so much, Donnie. And I will go ahead and hand it over to our secretary, Leslie. Thank you, Kathy. And thank you, Donnie.